Okay. Uh, well, uh, I've, I've told Aaron to give me a wave at 30 minutes. Okay. And then I can move off of my introduction. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and be better today. Oh, I'm going to try and be better for you. Okay. Um, well, it's, uh, it's great to share what, what, um, what God is, is, is speaking. Um, and we really feel that we can continue in this series with the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's, it's been fresh and it's been different. Uh, because normally I like to just concentrate on Jesus, and that's great, you know. And uh, but the Holy Spirit's for right now, for this time, and for us, and uh, it's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> this morning's subject uh, is fruit of the Spirit. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> really, really interesting subject, actually. Now. Uh, I just want to um, set, set the scene a little bit for you. God wants you to produce fruit. Okay? God wants you to produce fruit. His plan for you is to produce fruit. And it's always been his plan through time. Okay? <clears throat> what does he say to Adam? Be fruitful, multiply. What does he say to Noah? Be, be fruitful, multiply. Uh, <clears throat> what does he say to David? Oh, much fruit is going to come out of you. Okay? We see this continual pattern that God is, um, <clears throat> wants to bring forth fruit in our lives. Uh, and isn't that fantastic? Everyone wants to be fruitful. Uh, and when you think about our vision as a church, um, we believe that God wants to fill us with his life. Uh, through this, this, this river from his throne. Uh, and what, what happens? What grows up near rivers? All sorts of things. Um, because there's that fresh water and it just brings fruit, doesn't it? Uh, and that's fantastic. That's what we want to see in the church. That's what we want to see in our own personal lives. Um, <clears throat> and it's sort of... It's, uh, it's natural in a sense, isn't it? Uh, when we get married, that's what we want. <laughs> we'll be fruitful. Um, so, so this morning, there's a couple of questions that I want to try and work through with you. Okay, first question is, what is fruit? What is fruit? Uh, second question is, how do I produce fruit? Okay. Uh, and the last, the last sort of thing we'll cover is... <clears throat> What opportunities are there for me to produce fruit? Okay, so the first question, what is fruit? Now, um, should we just get straight into the Bible? There's going to be a couple of bits of Bible for you this morning, which I think are great. Um, let's go into Galatians 5, uh, 19. So that's Galatians 5, 19. Now, what we understand is there's fruit that falls off of trees, uh, but there's another type of fruit as well, and it's a spiritual fruit. Uh, and the things that we're concerned with uh, and the things that we want to produce in our lives is spiritual fruit, not apples. <laughs> um, so let's read together. In fact, we'll start in verse 16. Um, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit 
and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. Uh, Now, let's pick this up in verse 19. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, uh, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's a bit hefty, that, isn't it? But I'll tell you what, that was the state of my heart before Jesus met me. (laughs) Anyone else register with those things? Amen, I've got a hand at the back there, that's right. That was what was in my heart. (laughs) Those sort of things, that's what my heart produced. Those were the outworkings of what was in my heart. Okay, and when I met Jesus, um, well, I knew Jesus for a long time, but when I decided to follow him and invite his spirit in, um, <clears throat> things changed. Um, and let's see, let's pick up in verse 22. Uh, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Uh, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying of each other. Okay. Now, I found this very, very interesting. So the fruit that God is trying to produce in our lives is these things. Love. Uh, Love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness. These are the things that God is trying to produce in us. Uh, And I thought, well, hang on a minute. That changes my whole thinking a little bit because I was trying really hard to um, produce results. I don't know if anyone else have felt like that. And I was feeling down because I haven't seen, oh, I haven't seen lots of people coming to the Lord like I really wanted to. Oh, I must not be producing anything. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> At least everyone's awake. <laughs> I must not be producing anything. You, we can think like that, can't we? Uh, and, and, and the thing that I've sort of started to realise from this is, the fruit that God wants to produce in me uh, is not works. It's not works at all. He doesn't want to produce uh, some sort of um, outworking, in a sense. He doesn't want to produce in me gifting. Uh, That's a bit, you sure? Well, he doesn't. He wants to produce something different. He doesn't want to produce in me this sense while continually trying hard and striving all the time to achieve things for God. He's not trying to produce that in me. He's not trying to produce in me ministry. Well, that surprises me as well. Oh, it's like surely, surely, surely what you're trying to produce is a preacher. Surely what you're trying to produce is a deacon. 
Surely what you're trying to produce is a work. Uh, and what I really felt from God, that what he was saying is, oh, don't worry about all that. <laughs> don't worry about all that stuff. What I'm trying to produce in you is something that you can't measure. Does that make sense? Something that you can't quantify in, in your nice little box that says, I did A, B, and C, and now I'm all right. God's not trying to do that. Um, <clears throat> when we look at these things, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, they're not really measure, that measurable in some ways, are they? They're not things that you can say, oh, well, if I do this and this, then, then, then I've achieved that. It's, they're, they're not, fruit just grows, doesn't it? <laughs> you, don't, you, you can't force it to grow. You can't stand over it and go, grow, come on! It won't grow. God is trying to produce something in you that's just welling up. Um, and the thing that I noticed about these, these, uh, these fruits of the Spirit um, is that they are they're character traits. They're not um, ministries. They're not giftings. They're not any of those things. They're character traits. Um, and they're all relational. Every single one of them is relational. They're very hard to produce on your own <laughs> in a corner without anybody else to interact with. You know, for love to work, you have to have someone to love. <laughs> uh, and, and I'll tell you this, uh, if you want to be kind, you've got to be kind to someone. These things are relational. So God wants to produce relational fruit in you. Not... Um, works, not gifting. I mean, giftings are great, but he's not trying to make a profit out of you. He's trying to reproduce characteristics within you. And <clears throat> this, is, this is a fantastic thing. Whose characteristics is he trying to reproduce within you? Whose? Jesus, that's right, amen. And so what we discover is, is God's plan for you is to reproduce Jesus' characteristics within you. God's plan for you is to reproduce Jesus within you. Amen. That's exciting. I don't have to be anything anymore. I don't have to try hard anymore. This is, this is for me, this is, this is revelatory. It's simple. Now we know that Jesus, I mean, I don't have to explain it to you. You've given me the answer. But Jesus, oh, he's, he's the absolute... Um, Pinnacle of love. Is he not? Is, ki is kindness who he is? It is. I mean, you just have to, you only have to look two minutes in the Bible. You ask, you ask the thief on the cross. You ask him, is Jesus long-suffering? Oh, yes, he is. Is he gentle? Oh, he was with me. <laughs> is that, did he have self-control? Oh, you, are, you, you ask the people when he was on trial, did he have self-control? Yes. And, and so we start to realise that <clears throat> God is just trying to produce fruit in me and he's trying to produce Jesus in me and this is what I need to focus on. Not on all the giftings, not on being, you know, like, it's great, the worship team come up and they minister and all that sort of stuff, that's really important. That's <laughs> great. But it's nothing compared to, to what God is trying to do in their own hearts. Does that make sense? Amen.
Now, I thought about this. Now, it is hard to quantify. I mean, these are so relational, aren't they? Love is relational, isn't it? Now, in some households, if you load the dishwasher, once, someone would say, oh, oh that's real love. <laughs> in another household, they might say, well, what are you after? <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Loading the dishwasher can't be quantified as, as, as love. <laughs> um, <clears throat> how about this? Well, if I'm going to reproduce um, joy, if I'm going to produce joy as a fruit, well, <clears throat> all the people with a happy, smiley face, they must be the ones full of joy. <laughs> true? Oh, we, we know that's not true, don't we? You know? Um, it's, it's, it's something welling up from within you. It's not something you can produce on the outside that then works its way back on the inside. You know, it's fantastic. So I, I hope that um, you and me are clear this morning what fruit is uh, and what God wants to produce in you and he wants it to well up from within. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's move on to the next question. How do I produce fruit? I understand what it is, okay, but how do I produce it? It's not that easy to produce fruit, you know, because, I mean, even I think about sometimes that old nature comes back with a vengeance sometimes, doesn't it? Just bubbles up. I don't know if you've had that, you know, I and you can feel like, well, I'm trying to produce good things. It's just not working. Uh, well, let's have a look. Now, uh, when I was thinking about this, uh, uh, my first... My first reaction when thinking about producing fruit was I wanted to bring in an analogy about cycling. Because I love cycling. <laughs> and I wanted to talk to you about <clears throat> um, if on a bike, the fruit of being on a bike is measured purely in watts. In power. How much power output can you put down on the bike? That's, that's what it's measured in. And what I wanted to come and talk to you about is you can't just get on the bike and produce watts. You have to train. You have to, um, uh, you have to control your diet. You have, you have to um, be disciplined. All these sort of things. Uh, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about, how to produce fruit like that. <laughs> uh, and the thing I realise is those things are great for gifting, but they're no good for fruit. Uh, they don't work for fruit. Uh, fruit just grows on its own. <laughs> it takes time. Uh, you can't force it. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Um, <clears throat> and the other thing I wanted to talk about as well, if I'm going to produce fruit, when I think about a tree, I think, right, well, the conditions have got to be right. I'm sorry about the cracking. <laughs> I'll just move it over here so it makes any difference. The conditions have got to be right. So what do we need for a tree to grow and produce fruit? Well, we need... Got any school teachers in here? I see one there. We need photosynthesis. Sorry? Okay. We need photosynthesis. Sorry, <laughs> don't we? We need sunlight uh, and we need water 
Um, and these are the conditions for fruit to grow. Um, and so I thought, well, what are the conditions for fruit to grow? What about spiritual fruit? What are the conditions? Is it, I need to try really hard, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to put my hands in the air. If I do that, then fruit will grow. If I say a prayer, then fruit will grow. If I go to a prayer meeting, will fruit grow? I started thinking about these sorts of things. Well, <clears throat> let's have a look what the Bible says uh, about fruit growing. Let's go to John 15. You turn with me to John 15. Okay. Very interesting. I'm just going to read it. It says, uh, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Uh, while every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes. Sorry. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So that will, it will be even more fruitful. Uh, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Um, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Okay? Apart from me, you can do nothing. <laughs> if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. Okay. So there's a bit of a chunk there. Don't know what's going on today. No phone. Phones are back there. <laughs> right, well, I'll keep going anyway. <clears throat> so what do we see in there that are the conditions for bearing fruit? What are the conditions for fruit in your life? Is it that speaker? Shall I just unplug it? Oh, okay. Right. So let's have a quick look then. Can you find in there yourself? Can you find the conditions for producing fruit? Amen. Thank you. That's right. I am the vine. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. So there's only one condition. <laughs> there's, only one, there's only one thing you've got to do. There's only one thing. You've got to remain in me and I in him. That's it. All you've got to do uh, is remain in relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. 
That's the only thing. So we can strip back all of our good works. We can strip back uh, all of that stuff. We can just strip back all our ministry, all those sorts of things. We can strip them all back and strip it back to one thing. Do I know Jesus? Am I in relationship with Jesus? Have I stepped outside of relationship with Jesus? Have I moved away into my own things? Am I trying to be the tree myself? Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The branches suck up uh, the water through the vine. (laughs) They produce the vine's fruit. They don't produce their own fruit. Uh, And this is what God wants for us. He wants us to produce his fruit. Now, as I've been thinking about these things, the sorts of things that I've been thinking about is, well, sometimes as a Christian, it can be tough, can't it? And you can find that sinful nature just rising up in you, can't you? But I've been trying really hard. (laughs) And... Uh, but what does it say? What did it say in Galatians? It said, fits of rage, envy, selfish ambition. <sighs> Ever find those things creeping up on you? <laughs> they do, don't they? They just creep up on you. <laughs> you weren't trying to do them. They just sort of happen to you. And you're like, well, God, I, and you realize, I've moved out of a place of being in relationship with Jesus and that's why these things are happening. Okay? Not because of the conditions around us. Now, so often we can be like this. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever said this yourself. It's not my fault I'm angry. It's not my fault I'm shouting at everybody. It's everybody else's fault. <laughs> you ever felt like that? Yeah. Well, if, you, if the conditions were right, if the outward conditions were right, then I'd be all right. That's what we're saying, aren't we? But the truth is, things flow from within, don't they? They flow from the spiritual conditions. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'll tell, it, it, it's such a challenge to make sure you're right with Jesus. That's the challenge. Not that you do the right things. We can focus on trying hard. Oh, I must be joyful. Well, that won't work. I'll tell you what, it won't work. <laughs> we can try. I must suppress. I don't know if you've ever felt like this. I just feel that rage building up me. I've just got to suppress it, push it down. You feel like that? <laughs> Amen, I feel like that sometimes. But it won't work, will it? If you spend all your life suppressing everything, <laughs> you're going to be exhausted. You are going to be absolutely exhausted. And I just want to tell you this morning, don't worry about that. Get your, get your focus off suppressing everything negative in your heart. <laughs> Get your focus off that. Get your eyes off of those things and get your eyes onto Jesus. Focus on relationship. Focus on spending time with him. Now, I tell you, the easiest way to get yourself into trouble is the only time you come into the presence of the Lord is on a Sunday morning. (laughs) I've done it. I've done it for years. The only time you get into God's presence is when the music's playing. (laughs) And there's a real sense of him. That's great. Come and do that every week. But then if you just feel it ebbing out all the way through the week and you just, 
the other things coming back. There's more for you. What I'm trying to tell you is there's more for you. There's more of a relationship with God for you than just Sunday morning. Jesus wants to uh, be in relationship with you every day, every minute. And that might feel like a weird concept. Um, But God just wants to be with you. He wants wants you to be in his thoughts and, and him to be in your thoughts. That's what he wants. He wants you to dwell on him. Uh, And when you do that, what you'll find is that when you've been spending time with the Lord, your natural reactions will change. You won't have to force patience. (laughs) You know those times when you get to the end of the day and you're just like, just be patient, just be patient. They'll be in bed in five minutes. (laughs) You know that feeling? Well, God can do something in you. This is what I want to share with you. God can do something in you. And you will find that this natural patience will spring up. (laughs) This overwhelming love will spring up over the top of the fact that you're a little bit annoyed with this individual. If you can find Jesus on a regular basis. It will. Your natural reactions will change. Your characteristics will change. They will change. You, you will find yourself saying, oh, just let it go. Just forgive him. And you, really? I was struggling with that weeks and weeks ago. But yeah, I've been spending time with Jesus and Father, forgive them. Is <laughs> what's coming out. Jesus is coming out. Amen? Uh, and things will be different. You won't hold on to so much stuff. I mean, the thing I love about Jesus is, oh, I mean, if someone wanted to hold on to baggage, he could have done. <laughs> but he didn't hold on to anything. He was holding on to God. He didn't have enough hands to hold on to the baggage. And so, <clears throat> I just want you to just think on that. Think on that. You'll want, you'll, you will find yourself, and this is the thing, as you get to know Jesus more, and you spend time with Jesus, how many people have ever said this? Oh, I can't believe it. That's what my mum used to say. <laughs> yeah? Oh, my dad used to talk like that. <laughs> you think, oh, have I got to that stage? <laughs> did you purposefully talk like that? You didn't do it on purpose, did you? You didn't have to force yourself to be like your mum. It just comes naturally. <laughs> because you spent all those years in relationship. Just talking. Just hearing. Just listening. And this is God's heart for you. It's so funny when you hear little kids and they say things that you say. <laughs> Do you ever have that? When Arwen goes and tells the other kids to sit on the naughty step. <laughs> but you do. What you find is that she's not doing that on purpose. She's just doing it because that's what she's doing. That's what she's it's just naturally springing up. What's naturally springing up in us? This is, this is the challenge, isn't it? Because we don't want to be Christians that are continually striving. You cannot maintain continually striving. You cannot. I'll tell you now. You just cannot. You will burn out. You cannot keep forcing yourself to be kind. It won't work. It might work for a week, but it won't work when you're marriage. It won't. You can't sustain it over time. Um, but if you let this fruit be produced in you through Jesus Christ, oh wow, it will impact your marriage fantastically it will 
<coughs> right, I want to move on. How am I doing, Aaron? Oh dear, I'm near the end. <laughs> okay, so this is what I want to talk about. I want to I talk about, well, I want to talk about opportunities to produce fruit. Now, our natural instinct can be this. How about this? Listen to this. We're going to Galatians. Have a quick look at it. Back into Galatians 22, uh, 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay? Oh Lord, produce in me joy. <laughs> oh Lord, produce in me peace. Oh Lord, produce in my wife patience. <laughs> oh Lord, produce in my boss self-control. These are all God's fruits for your life. Every single one of them. Okay? You can see what I was just being silly there. But our natural instinct is to say, well, give me the good ones. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to leave, you know, the others, well, we'll just see how they develop. <laughs> but we need to um, ask the Lord for these things. Now, we know we can't force them to happen. But we can say, look, Lord, this is where I'm up to. Please give me more. Please give me more. Please produce more fruit in me. Um, <clears throat> so let's have a look. Lord, please produce in me more self-control. That's one of my ones. <laughs> uh, now, <clears throat> I want to talk to you about um, God, his heart for you. He loves you so much and he wants you to produce, so, produce fruit so much that he is making opportunities for you to produce fruit. He's making opportunities for you to produce fruit. In fact, he's making situations for you to produce fruit. Now, so we can look at situations and say, with our sort of humanistic thinking and think, oh, um, oh just, our natural tendency is to just want things to be easy for us, isn't it? I don't know if you're like that. But if everybody else could change, it'd be great. <laughs> Uh, but God is looking to, to, to work in us. And he's looking to produce fruit of change in us. Um, <clears throat> so, we see these opportunities. What's an opportunity for you? I'll tell you, <clears throat> your workplace is an opportunity. Your boss, who's annoying, is an opportunity. How so? <clears throat> Surely it's, a, it's only an, the only thing it's an opportunity for is for me to resist fits of rage. <laughs> no. Look, let's have a close look. The opportunity for you in there that God is presenting you with, he's saying here is a great chance for you to produce patience in your life. Here is an opportunity with that colleague who's really annoying and says annoying stuff to you. When, they're, when they mess up, it's an opportunity for you to to produce kindness towards that person. <sighs> Opportunities. This is what God has given us and sometimes we, we don't see them. God is looking 
to give us these things and um, we're not looking for them most of the time is what I've found I'm not looking for an opportunity to produce self-control <laughs> uh, I'm not looking for that opportunity let's have a look what else have we got what about your home life family extended family stress <laughs> stress too much to do no one's doing what they're supposed to. And I don't know about you, but sometimes you can found, find that your house is not full of the characteristics of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's full of stress. It's full of angst. It's full of everybody fighting their own corner. But Jesus has put you in that family. He's put you in that situation. Uh, and he's given you an opportunity to produce long-suffering oh but I don't really want to produce that one but he's given you the opportunity because what we need to understand is these characteristics of Christ will change the world inside out not your ministries but Jesus does that make sense if you produce long-suffering in your family your family will notice over time things will change I promise you it's an opportunity for you to produce joy in your house that's a tough one, isn't it? But you know those people. I mean, and some people have got so much joy, they can be irritating. Um, <clears throat> uh, and people who have no joy in their heart, they're the ones who get irritated. Um, but people have got to see what they could have to want it, haven't they? So if people see you and they see Jesus, and over time, they'll get over their irritation and say, well, actually, that's what I want. How do I get that? And, and, so, and opportunities will come to you. put one here what about your relationship to your husband or wife what about the fact that they're really infuriating <laughs> what about that fact what about the fact that they're not kind they're not soft they don't think of you first <laughs> how about that and you could say, well, Lord, change them. We prayed that. I don't know if anyone else prayed that. I've prayed that a thousand times. <laughs> Lord, please deal with them. <laughs> and the Lord comes back to me and says, I want to deal with you first. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and you realize that God's saying, I want to produce fruit in your life. And that fruit will overflow in your family. It will overflow in your marriage. And things will change. But he wants to produce the fruit in you. He will produce love in you. You can't fake love. This is the thing. You can't manipulate love. You can't, you, you can't quick fix love. Love is something that's got to grow. <laughs> uh, it's got to grow over time. Patience. These things have got to grow over time. And uh, God wants to produce them in you. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to leave you one last challenge and then I'm going to finish. Okay? I want you to find someone who knows you well, who you trust and you love. Okay? I'll say one last challenge. I've got some more things in here. Uh, and I want you to take this verses. Uh, some of you might do it in the car on the way home. <laughs> I did it <clears throat> when I was preparing for this last, last week. Um, my mum and my wife were around. And I said, right, 
<clears throat> guys, I want, I want you to help me prepare my sermon. None, neither of them were interested, really. And I said, right, well, I want you to tell me about my own character and tell me which ones of these I'm doing well and which ones I'm not doing well with. And they said, right, give us a Bible right now. <laughs> and we sat around the table and we went through them. <clears throat> and it's hard to look at yourself sometimes. Uh, but what you find is... Um, God does cause you to do that. <laughs> it does cause you to take a look at him and then at you and then at him and then at you and you realise I want to be like that, not like this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and we sat down and we went through them one by one and I let them say some things which was great. Uh, and what I realised is um, some of them are doing really well on. Some of them I need to work on. <laughs> And the ones that they were saying, they were saying for me, well, you've you, you got no self-control. They are saying, you need to work on patience. What else were they saying? They were saying you could be a little bit kinder. Okay? So I know what I've got to work on. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but really, I know what I've got to work on, and that's I've got to go to Jesus. And I've got to say, Lord, change me. <laughs> work with me. This is what I'm like, Lord. Go to Jesus with it. Don't go out there and try and be kinder. Don't go, <laughs> won't work. Okay. But just take the opportunity this week. What am I like? <laughs> and sometimes you just need to ask the Lord and he'll show you. Um, but if you've got brothers and sisters around you, husband and wife, sit with them, chat, chat it over. Uh, I just want to encourage you with uh, one last thing. <clears throat> Romans 11 verse 23. Romans 11.23 If you're like, look, things are dead. But I don't know how they can be repaired. There's no way things can be repaired. I'm out, I'm out, of, I'm out of relationship. I'm out of relationship with Jesus. I'm out of relationship uh, with those around me I love. It can't be fixed. I'm telling you, it can be fixed. Let's read. I'm hoping I've got the right verse here. Is it 24? No, it isn't. Here we go. I'll read. Uh, Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. Uh, sternness to those who, f who fell, but kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Again, it's the same, same sort of thing. Otherwise, you, you also will be cut off. Uh, and if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Wow. They'll be grafted back in again. God's able to do it. So you're telling me that if I've been a branch that was previously grafted in to the vine, which is Jesus Christ, and things were going great. And you know what? Me as a branch, dead as a door now, snapped off. You ever felt like that? Withered, withered up, hard, brittle. If that's where you're at, and you're saying there's no way back, because you know you can't take an old bit of brittle bit of branch, tree branch and stick it back in the tree, because it's dead. But this isn't the case with Jesus Christ. He's an overcomer of death. It says it there, doesn't it? Look. They will be grafted in. 
for God is able to graft them in again. Things are broken. God is able to fix them again. God is able to put you back into the fold. He's able to fix your relationships. He's able to fix your marriage. He's able to breathe new life back into it. Well, do you want that? Well, I want that. (laughs) He's able to do that. And I just want to leave you with that thought. He is able. You are not able. (laughs) And don't, don't get condemned about it. You are not able. Hallelujah. Just find Jesus. He'll do it for you. Okay. Well, amen.